Well, they blew up all the chickens in Bonanza last night. Now they burned down the jobs board, too. Down at the showdown, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them merchant boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from CBS. And Jonathan Karsh can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble by the microwave. And the town council's hanging on by the skin of their teeth. Well, now everyone cries, baby, that's a fact. But everyone that cries chugs their root beer back. Put your gold star on, put your bandana pretty. And meet me at Kid Nation in Bonanza City. Welcome back to Kid Nation Nation for ever last time. As we go on with Kid Nation, all the chickens we slaughtered together. Wait, wait, when does she when does she say graduation in that song? I don't think she ever does. Oh, she doesn't? No, it, it's just called graduation. It's it, so weird because the the syllables equal out to graduation. Well, it's the it's to the tune of the graduation. graduation. It's the graduation march. Oh, like what? Does that song have a title? Uh, when I search vitamin C, it just gives me the vitamin. But let's see, graduation. Yeah, it's called graduation. Parentheses, friends together, friends forever. Anyways, this is Kid Nation Nation, episode oh, 13. It is set to Pachi Bell's Canon in D, which I'm pretty sure is the graduation like walk song. But I don't think she ever says graduation. It just, that's the title. It's a, it's alternative. But yeah, the kids are graduating from Bonanza. They're over. It's the last episode. Yeah, we finally made it, folks. Yeah, it was, you know, like any finale, kind of a snooze. Let's yeah, be, let's be real. But that's that's what finales are for. We're just wrapping up. Yeah, this episode was a little underwhelming. But I mean, how how, how could it not be underwhelming based on what we went through the last 12 hours of television? I mean, Kid Nation is really about the like the early days, about the grind, about figuring out where we're at towards the end. There were some sloppy middles, and these last two episodes before the finale were pretty solid and fun and back to the old Kid Nation roots. And then this was truly like last day of school. Like, I mean, straight up parents showed up. It, there was not much going on. <laughs> it, it did have the feeling of the last day of school. I, I mean, the, the kids showed up, and they, you know, they, they were giving it their all, pretending that they're going through the motions, which is actually a, a, a good uh, preparation for adult life, which is like you got to show up go through the motions, deal through with all this bullshit, and yeah. at the end, you get paid. And at the end, you riot. <laughs> you riot. Um, so this episode does start out really odd. It's Mike walking through town at in like the morning dusk, dusk time. Well, it's kind of interesting. In the because, morning twilight. Because, you know, when Kid Nation episode one starts, we're introduced. I think Mike is really they one, love one of the first kids introduced. And we're, he's kind of set up to be like one of the main characters of Kid Nation. He's a town council leader of the Red. The producers loved Mike. You could tell when they met him in oh. casting. They were like, this kid is squirrely. He's talkative. He's an instigator. We love Mike. They thought he was hilarious. Yeah, we- I'm, like a, I'm like a splash pro Greg, but honestly, I'm a bling girl at the end of the day <laughs> i mean uh, don't but blame you. it starts with mike just being like i'm sad it's the last day of kid nation and then he the job board's on fire which was a weird idea from production uh, maybe production just didn't want to haul it out i don't know <laughs> it just seemed like it seemed really weird to have like a structure fire without telling anybody especially yeah. children I, I mean i know it's it was in the middle of their dirt road so there was no chance of it you know spreading oh to, no to what the, if a flame was picked up and moved to another building or in bonanza know. city where the weather is so calm <laughs> <laughs> what i know we haven't had any like a wind or dust storms this entire time i know i you know it's like the first four episodes or so of kid nation the children are constantly in danger of being killed by weather i mean by, by bulls as well and you know Karsh's and Karsh's hand, but the weather is the real thing. I wonder if Karsh has any kids. I wonder if Karsh would put his kids in the Kid Nation. I wonder. I mean, Karsh. How old do you think Karsh was when this came out? I bet he was like a rough twenty-eight or like a solid thirty-five. 
I would, I would say like 35. It depends. And so now it's what, 13 years later? He, I mean, it's 2007, 8, right? Like age is weird. We all looked, like people looked older then. Yes. We're yeah. looking younger now. Yes. You, you, you have this amazing, I don't know if I call it a theory, but whenever we watch old reality TV or just a TV in general that's not scripted, mm-hmm. it's just, you're like, wow, people in 2006 look like shit. I mean, we didn't, they, we, I'm the spokesperson for 2006 shitty looking people. We didn't moisturize. We didn't have good eyebrows. Uh, we over highlighted our hair. We, I think there was just like now the modern twenty twenty ish era, even like two thousand fifteen on, is very like natural. But also natural being like, I'm just going to get injections and microblading all these things so I can wake up without makeup and look like I don't need makeup, but I do need makeup. I'm just doing it in a different way. So it was just a different time. It's the same as when you look at the 80s or 70s. You're like, how are these people 21? They look 38 years old. But also, you, I think we're also perpetual children in a way now because we are doing adult things later in life than our parents age or even like a the generation before us it's a it's it's woke up like this culture you've you've heard of woke culture Mm -mm. i'm woke up like this culture but anyways there's a structure fire going on and all the kids are just like oh my gosh and then they're oh my car oh my car so they run and go get buckets and this is the part where i'm like i can't believe they're letting these kids get so close to this open huge flame yeah this the, wicker man oh, style like burning their hand yeah, it, was, it was burning man for kid nation <laughs> <laughs> and jared ran into the flame. <laughs> not oh to make light God. of the man that killed himself at birdie man by running into the I, burning man i'm obsessed with that man i mean look it's, we, we, a, it's we, a strange we, i mean we, we've all had our experiences with uh psychedelic drugs some of us more than others hey stop um but i've never gotten to the point where i've completely lost my com- mind and body soul meets body ben gibbard shout out that? we haven't seen him in our, our we've been early days of quarantine me and Pablo watched a lot of ben gibbard uh doing a- any emo cover you request he would do which i honestly appreciate the like yeah. The earnest transparency of like, oh, you guys want an Elliot Smith cover? You know what? In concert, I would never. But YouTube, online, I don't give a fuck. Also, I, I really loved his... When, the few episodes we watched, his like throat was kind of fucked up. So everyone was saying <laughs> well, he, he had, had, he had coronavirus. coronavirus. And, you know, and he lives in Seattle. But I just appreciate a good like... <clears throat> just a good clearing of the throat. Maybe it's because I've you know been around so many old Jewish men growing up. Like mm-hmm. a, a, just a clearing of a phlegmy throat is... You know, it's it, like home. Yeah. It's your nation. Yeah. It's your kid nation. So yeah. But, they, but, 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 there's uh, a you, big you, fire. Yes, yeah, so you, you brought up the buckets. I, there's a great scene where Sophia, who normally is, you know, one of the coolest kids in town. Yeah. The sheriff. She throws a bucket of water back on herself. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Perfect piece of comedic timing. It's a lot of like comedy bucket, water bucket moments. Buster uh, Keaton, eat your heart out. Jared's walking with a tiny cup. He's like, do whatever you can, even a tin cup. <laughs> and it was like, I just don't get why they're doing this. Um, do, do, you know what I wish they had? One of those old timey buckets you would see in like prospector days where it has like holes drilled on the side of it. Do you know what I'm talking about it? Mm, like I, a, Like to sift for gold? I think so, and yes, I'm bringing up Deadwood again, but oh, there was a scene Jesus. I just watched where, Drink. where a guy was pulling, he grabbed a bucket, and it had holes, four holes drilled in the side of it, and the water was pouring out, and I'm like, okay, there's got to be a reason for this. Yeah, I mean, it's to sift. It's probably just to sift grit and dirt from your water, or also to sift for gold if you're panning. I don't, I I don't guess. fucking... I don't know. You, you, I don't fucking know, but you know what I would have done if I was producing on this show? So the board's on fire, right, randomly, because obviously, like, the producer set it on fire. I would have story edited it to be like there was a lightning storm, Ooh. and then that the lightning struck the board and it lit on fire. I know. If Kid Nation was made, like, five years later, they would have been shooting on digital, and, like, they could have just added that in for, like... 10 bucks they would have added in fake rain too oh my god that's awesome but wait wait. so you brought up a a few minutes ago about how like so the producers obviously set it on fire themselves it didn't just naturally happen but they you know they i'm sure they took days of preparation to be like all right this is we're gonna do it this way so it's gonna be totally safe the kids aren't gonna get burned to death but we're gonna have them you know put out the fire and then what happens next is they're all like inches away from it they are so close to this firewall throwing tiny buckets and their tiny little hand hairs are getting singed and 
I don't think they thought about it days in advance to have this control burn. I think they were just like, I really don't think they wanted to move the board. I think they were just like, let's just burn this. Who gives a shit? I mean, I have a little bit more respect for our assistant directors. Wow. Um, So anyways, it's burnt. It's kind of singed now and it's whatever. So Karsh comes out, which we never really see him like in town, really. Like he's. Yeah, he's he's like omnipresent. And then he just shows up, excuse me, for the showdown every episode. See, this is why you like an old man clearing the phlegm throat because you're kind of a burpy boy. So that's like your precursor to being a phlegm god. I think I'm already a, a phlegm god just from like smoking mm. weed, like not like all. True. Like, Junior phlegm. phlegm. Junior phlegm associate. Constantly. Um, I wish <sighs> now seeing Karsh in town, I kind of wish he was there more often to check in and be like, what are you guys doing? Or I guess that the point is that they have a kid nation, but it, he's already involved. Like, so yeah. who cares? Also, I don't know if we've ever brought this up, but. In our like research before we started this, he like made like an independent film about kids, <laughs> oh, and, and, and this is how he he sold this this idea. It's his idea. Yeah. Okay. He he's part of it. He's like an executive producer. I, 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 good thing we researched this until the midway through our last episode. I mean, I was gonna get into the stats and facts post, and I'm sure we'll maybe like have some more roundups there if we feel so you know if we feel feel so complied or if we can talk to some people who are more in the production end because we got some kids coming up in the mix oh yeah um but so karsh is there and he's like so the board's burned as you guys can tell and the reason being is it's the last day and there's no job or it's not even the last day it's like the last day before last so it's like yo we have no jobs so just be the wild freaks that you want to be and then i don't even know how this got brought up but he's like and i also have the journal and that's no longer and then the kids are like, burn it, burn it. And then I'm pretty sure this was, I get the vibe that this was improv. He goes, you want me to burn the journal? And then he just tosses it in and I was like, yeah, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, fuck that journal. I usually love long, boring history books, but that journal sucked. The journal was, I don't know, it wasn't great. Uh, I do think that was improv. Um, but yeah, so now. And there's, there's no more job classes now. There's no more job classes. And now it is, the next like, Five minutes or so of Kidation is just straight up. It's a riot. Free candy! I'm taking everything! I'm taking as much as I can. We've pretty much decided that there are no rules at all. Give them what they want. And they want candy! Free everything! Free! It's a riot. They're looting, you know, Bonanza City, May 5th, 2007. But, where were but, you? And <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Karsh was a Yeah. Mike, there is a funny line where Mike is standing around and he's like, you guys, we have to do something because we, and then someone finishes sentence and goes, suck. And I was like, this is like the level of anarchy we're at. Like the kids are going wild. They're yeah. looting all the candy. Yeah. Jonathan Karsh is like, there's no more money. There's no more jobs. There's no more classes. So go wild. And the first thing they do is they fucking just loot the candy store. Yeah. I also love love there's olivia's like being actually really funny during these looting moments because she's like we've all decided to go mad which is the episode title we've all decided to raid all the stores for all they're worth man i don't get why they did this because they could have all politely it's not like they're bringing the candy home they could have all politely like eaten it together this is how you know there weren't any mexicans on kid nation (laughs) is that none of the kids do the classic a piñata scoop, which is where you put your candy in the front of your your shirt. Oh. You use the bottom of your shirt, yeah. fold it over, and carry your candy like that. All Mexicans out there, you know what I'm talking about. There was a lot of like using little carts to carry off like soda pop and whatnot, which is also very similar to like riots. Because when you look at footage of the LA riots, it's people pushing like TV and shopping carts and it's like yes that's smart yeah so the only two real like i'm mad at this whole thing people or at least during these segments are zach and dk they're like this is barbaric this is dumb also not only are they looting they're making a mess like they're they're breaking jars they're spilling it everywhere (laughs) and i'm just like why are they doing like if i was production i'd be like this needs to stop we're gonna have to clean like aren't we cleaning this up afterwards but because because as we see later it's the kids yeah also Uh, i I love that zach is one of the people who is like this is absolutely disgusting because as I, i don't know if you did a little research but zach is a uh, college conservative. Right. And he, he's the uh, the conservative columnist of his uh, 
college paper. So he's definitely at the tisk tisk. Who are these looters destroying their own neighborhoods? Well, why, why would they destroy their own neighborhoods that they love so much? Well, also to psychoanalyze Zach a little bit, because um, I have a note about Zach, because Zach loves to fix messes. That's his whole... Mm-hmm. He doesn't feel... He's not like in a happy place unless he feels like he's a little bit superior and that he can kind of clean up after people. Because originally when Taylor was the shitty town council and Zach was like, this is a mess and I want to fix it by being the town council council we were kind of all behind zach like yeah he seems like a nice kid he's a pretty mature 10 year old and then he got on council in the first day or two he was like okay i got it i'm doing the job and then he just fell off Mm -hmm. and now zach does seem like a good kid in this segment like the cbs grandparents are definitely like oh zach but it's because he can only fix and i'm not a therapist but i'm sure there's some like deep-seated childhood trauma about like oh yeah you know maybe parenting his parents maybe i don't know maybe just feeling like if you're not helping or not like critiquing or not like being on duty and on call, then you're not being good. I'm a little surprised oh. we don't see Hunter in all of this because he's also been one of those types of kids who's like, when kids are bad, they're like, oh man, these kids are bad. But maybe he's got his gold star and he's like, I don't give a shit. Like, yes. Do what you want. Yeah. Do what you want. He's doing like fucking root beer shots. Anyway, so now it's like dinner time. They're having like their old fashioned last meal together and they're all like, we really need to clean this town up guys like yeah. i don't know what the fuck happened today it's like kids don't you know there, there's pas on set they'll just do it for you i kind of wish they did not like a last sh- you know what I, okay again to be to better produce this show i think they should have had one last game like a t- like a, a showdown a and then showdown. the and then the reward even if they won or not was like a good dinner yeah like so they could all talk and this and maybe have like a round table and go up and talk because watching them loot was just really strict like it wasn't satisfying at all it was just like okay well, I, I think the producers were like let's let's overlay one more thing about society mm. and like you know pe- people being because the premise of the show is like, what happens when people are left alone? Will they create society or will they go crazy? And it's like, well, we haven't seen the absolute worst of right. society. Yeah, so it was stupid. it was a little dumb. Um, so they have forced. to fix it. And, and Guylan is like on screen going, it's a riot. Wait, that was so funny. Guylan goes, I guess that the town riot, we all felt terrible after it. i was like oh my god um so yeah so then next day you know karsh is like gather around no showdown which again i think missed op i think i think they could have done like a group showdown where it wasn't like team by team it Mm could have just been like all of them yeah i I think they just were like we don't have time because we got to bring in the parents we're about to get in a lot yeah i bet it was i bet it was just a timing thing what if the last showdown was them packing up all the production gear (laughs) (laughs) it's Uh, like we're missing walkies (laughs) mrs alex um but he's like there's no showdown from cars but here's the last gold star and you just have to decide right now which i do like the kind of like off the cuff council go talk for two seconds Mm -hmm. take a beat and come back based off of last episode you could kind of tell where this was going because yes. Zach had a hissy fit and then they were like, that was a fake hissy fit. And then he came back and had a bigger hissy fit. Like, you guys thought my hissy... Classic gaslighter. Yeah, um, classic college conservative. So Zach got a star. Good for him. He worked really hard. <laughs> and, and so... Okay, it I'll, was pretty. I'll, it was pretty lackluster. It was I, like, okay, decide on the star real quick. I, I, I will save my thoughts for Zach's twenty thousand dollar gold star for a few minutes for, down the road. Okay, we, but but yes, yes, no problem. So so so, we, so Zach gets a star, and we, we looked up we looked up the list of kids, and he was really the only major kid to not have won a star. Yeah, so. yeah, it's true. I mean, I I think he should have got a star, mainly for his early work, <laughs> not so much for his later episodes. It's, it's like how Martin Scorsese got an Oscar for directing The Departed. Right. It's like, it's like we, we didn't like The Departed. We like your body of work. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this is an honorary Oscar. Oh, so the rat at the end was a symbolism for the rat. Wow. Um. So anyways, the, the star moment is over, and now we're just kind of seeing the girls and like everyone behave so emily who love emily we love her she's one of the she's she's a uh, top kid um but she's on the blue team because she was sadly on the red and now she's been friends with the yellow girls who are like obviously the popular girls we're we're talking about taylor kelsey layla the girl who (laughs) went home early randy Randy. um but she's got randy with a gun down in her prime um so the yellow girls are like, we want to bring chickens to the bunk and sleep with them, which is odd. And then they're like, hey, Emily, so 
and here, me and Paul are about to get in a fight about oh, this because yes. we have different viewpoints. And as someone that grew up with sleep with slumber party dynamics, I have a lot to say. Okay. Um. So the yellow girls, who are like the three main girls, are like, "Hey, Emily." They send Kelsey, who I love. Kelsey. Kelsey's actually a top kid for me as well. Kelsey goes to Emily and goes, "Hey, Emily. Like, since it's the last night, we the yellow bunk girls want to have like a night of just us. Like originally, where it's just us." having this slumber party and I know you want to sleep with us but like that's what we want to do and then Emily is like I'm pissed off you're excluding me fuck this and this and we'll come back to the dynamics soon so they have a huge fight the yellow girl like Emily gets heated right away Kelsey it's so funny because you know they think they're being adults Kelsey's like Emily I came at you and spoke to you calmly and told you that we did not want you in the bunk and she's like I don't care you're excluding me and then Emily's kind of throwing hands and then the yellow good I disagree um, and then Miguel, who's big sister energy, comes up and is like, what the fuck's going on? Calm this shit down. And she's like, they're excluding me. And she's listening. And she's like, Emily, they want to sleep in their bunk. You have the blue bunk with us. You're going to sleep with us. It's okay. You're going to hang out with them tomorrow. They want to have their moment. Like, let them have it. And she's like, what? And then the yellow girl's like, we want to hang out with you, Emily. We just want to have our bunk time alone tonight with the, the original yellow sisters. And she's like, what? So that's the fight. But Migle, there's like some little like interviews on the side. And I can't remember who. Maybe council members were like, it was cool to see Migle like step in and really handle the girls and like calm them down. And we've been hinting at a Migle star for some time now. Like she's been kind of like murmurs of like, she's cool. Yeah. Kind All of. Right. I mean, to be honest, like I had to ask you like, who is that? Yeah. Because I like, I like, not even remember this. Person. I like Migle. I mean, also Chicagoan, you know. I, I only remembered her because of her like name. Other than that, completely so, let's fight. worthless child. Let's get this out of the okay, way. Sorry. Let's fight. Because yeah. me and Pablo watching this scene had very different viewpoints of how this went down. Um, Pablo, do you want to take the floor? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yes. I, I heard their. Their, their argument, which is, we're the yellow girls. We want to have a yellow night. But that's not... <laughs> yellow night. We, we want to listen to Yellow Man. We, we wanna, and Yellow Card. And Yellow Card and the song Yellow by Coldplay. Right. We want to drink piss. And you go to the Blue Bunk and listen to Blue Abadia Bada <laughs> and um, Blue's Clues, bitch. This was just pure bullying. Uh, they they looked at Emily. These are these are the popular girls. They looked at Emily. She's the other. She's a little chubby. They're all popular, skinny little girls who like, even though they're living in pig shit and chicken feet, they're still like brushing their hair. Have perfect. They're they're just mean girls. They're mm-hmm. mean girling her and Kelsey, the gaslighting queen. I I I, I told you I, I, I was I was very calm about it, and now you're yelling. At me. No, this is our last night together, Emily. Get down, Don't raise your, your head. Stop doing this, okay? I've been trying to talk to you really, really quietly, really calmly. Fucking, I wanted Emily to throw fucking bows. I want her to just, like, knock these girls down. Okay. Body slam them. I feel for Emily. Feed Taylor to the cows. I feel for Emily in many ways. However, these yellow girls have been tight since day one. I'm the example I'm going to use because as someone who's it's like when you have your friends from junior high and then you move into high school and then you want to have a sleepover with just your OG crew or just your friends from Girl Scouts or your friends from soccer. Like you have like your kind of like club. Right. And yes, it is clicky. I must I will agree. It is clicky and not inclusive. But sometimes you do just want to like have like a smaller get together than like the whole gang. And also Emily can be a bit of a brat. Let's be real. Here's the thing. If if this if these three girls were part of Green Team and they were nice and they worked to, build, to better the town, if they worked, if they won challenges, if they were nice to their fellow kids in the Kid Nation, that's one thing. But they're not. They're the three of the worst people on this entire show who didn't do shit, who were mean to everybody, who bullied people. And here they are on their last night like, hey, we only have one night left to bully this little girl. Let's do it. Okay, fair enough, because Yellow is the worst team and they are the worst group of people. And that's why Emily should leave them be. They told her, we don't want you. It's... Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. This but, is a life but, This is a life lesson you have to learn. If I was Migle or a mom, I would go, Emily, let's just leave. If they don't yeah. want you, then you take the cue. Oh, like, I'm, let's go. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean, I'm, I'm glad she... I'm sure looking back on this, she's like, oh yeah, that, that... Fuck those girls. But at the same time, if you're kind of a geeky kid and you 
are introduced to these cool kids and they're actually letting you in their inner, inner circle. It's like, oh, wow, I'm with them. I'm, I'm cool. They're my friends. And then she saw their true colors, yellow. I mean, here's the deal. In how I would have handled it as a mediator has been like, can she hang in the bunk with you until it's like bed sleep over time? Then she'll return to her home bunk. They, I get it. They they never want her in the first place. They just had their stupid Randy with an eye left. I know. I think they were genuinely... To become a, a, a cheer coach. I think they were genuinely friends with Emily. I, I get it. I don't think so, there's anything genuine listen, about those 10-year-old... I have been... I've de-invited people from sleepovers in junior high, high school, and I've been the de-invitee. So I've seen both sides of this coin. It's never fun and friendly. But also... As you get older, the lesson is when you learn how to leave. Like, if you can see Yellow's having a moment, that's when Emily, when she's older and gets a little life skills like Migla, you go, you guys have your thing. I'm going to, like, I'll see you in the morning. Like, I'm going to go, like, do a, ma- a face mask by myself, like, and have my own thing. But it's hard. That is the toughest age, like, where you just don't know how to express, like, no one knows how to express, like, hey, we want to have, like, our core girl moment without it seeming girls. And, yes, I think it doesn't help that these Yellow girls were, like, total brats pretty much the whole show. So, if they were like green girls, it'd be different. So I agree with you, but I also see why this fight happened and how these dynamics go down, especially like in catty girl world and in boy world, if boys were more emotionally available or conditioned to be more emo- emotionally available. Why can't they be more like Jared I mean, and Greg, Alex and Andre? Greg was kicked out of the yellow bunk. He wanted to sleep in there the first night Blaine was transferred to yellow. Oh, he did, really? Yeah, remember he brought his sleeping bag and they're like, dude, you have to go sleep in the blue bunk. Like, it's too yeah. crowded in here. So I get like sleeping in your own designated home bunk. But they weren't talking about sleeping. This was like 10 in the morning and they were like, you gotta no. go away. No, they were just planning because they were gonna bring the chickens in there for the night. I know, but they were like not even letting her hang out at like 11. No, they said, we'll hang with you now and we'll hang with you in the morning. Go back and that's, watch the tape. That's what Kelsey said. We're, we're really going to Kelsey. Uh, okay, I like Kelsey. Kelsey is maybe my least favorite kid. She's a top kid for me she, her her energy is toxic she's provided she's some of the funniest lighter. commentary in the show and she's great at piano okay let's keep moving i think you just hate women so like we'll just keep moving and that was a joke everybody <laughs> oh my god we're fighting we're fighting it's okay babe i'm on team emily i mean emily i like emily great. i like emily too but i do think emily in that episode when she was getting transferred from red to blue i do think she was being a bit of a brat to the red team for no reason i think she just was like i don't like them i just don't like the red team well the red team does suck so she was right the red team does suck but now she wants to hang with yellow blue just stay with blue the most solid blue and green are the best teams can we just agree on that yeah of okay course. thank you um anyways now that we're breaking up um <laughs> moving on it's day 40 it's officially the last day and karsh is like hey sup everybody it's the last day and guess what i got come here alex come pick up this big conking cock of mine just kidding pick up this big cold star of mine and alex is like it's really heavy and Karsh has three gold stars. Yeah, and, and this adds further credence. Is that the right word? Either way, it, 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 we, we've always argued like whether the stars are actually worth their weight in, in gold. gold. I yeah. mean, I, we know they say that. Right, but, but I don't believe that they're actually. Like, well, also gold like fluctuates. That's like the whole point of gold. So, but Alex reacts like it's much, much heavier than the one he won just an episode earlier. I mean, size-wise, it looks bigger. Like, it does look thicker and a touch scaled up. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was much bigger. It's a honking gold. Alex was holding this big, thick So, now there's three stars worth 50K each. I mean, that's no chump change. No. Um, And and what's funny about this is if Zach hadn't whined and been such a little whiny little brat in episode 12. I know. He, prob- he could have probably got he that. He probably would have gotten the $50,000 gold star because these were the, these three stars that are about to be given out are more of a recognition of... Recap. Yeah, of, the, of each kid's contribution throughout the entire 40 days, of which Zach... For sure, was deserved for for most of those days, like probably like 25, 30 of those days. But he fucked up. He only got $20,000. Go write a column about it, Zach. Yeah. And then, okay, so I guess I spoke too soon because I totally forgot they do this insane challenge that I don't even know if it had a prize, really. But they he before the Gold Star ceremony, they're like, okay, we have an hour to do this wild card challenge, <laughs> which on, I really, if you, 
Pablo, why did they do this? You, you know what it is? It, it was basically a way. So, I think so, they're just trying to get rid of the food and the dump <laughs> and like all this shit. They're like, shit, we have so much pasta left over and tomato sauce. We Yeah, we, we, we can't donate it to the homeless or something yeah, or these, to a food bank. Yeah, these kids have probably poured bleach in this. To you, be, <laughs> you, know what, you know what it was, though? It's the ultimate CBS grandpa reward because the three challenges are they have to make pasta, they have to build tables, and then they have to take out the trash. Right. So it's basically the perfect kid. Yeah, it is the perfect so, kid. So the first challenge is pasta making. Which is, in, it's so cray cray. You remember those um, Play-Doh things where you put Play-Doh and then you push down the lever and it'll squeeze out like yeah. Play-Doh poop? They're basically doing that for spaghetti. And then they have to do that while also making hot, specifically boiling hot tomato sauce. Yeah, that was really weird. So they have to pump pasta dough into the tube and it's a huge tube and it's it like jizzes poops out at the end also it would have been very very easy for one of the kids to actually to get their hand caught in that machine. totally totally i was looking at that like scared and then they have to mash this huge vat of tomatoes with these sticks but then yeah i don't know why the sauce had to be piping hot as karsh would say he's like and the sauce must be piping up so they're microwaving it (laughs) and returning it to the vat it was so strange and and if you guys are listening to this before you watch the episode, the giant vat in which they're making the tomato sauce is basically the size of like a grape stomping. Right, vat I thought they were going to stop. A vineyard. Yeah, so they're so they're taking bowls of pasta one at a time. So that's probably like at least two hundred bowls worth. Yeah, putting it in the microwave to get it hot to Karsh's. <laughs> specifics to, to his liking. Um, and then there's a great moment where Karsh just like screams at the top. I was like. he wants that quote popping hot sauce Uh, also i still have no idea what they're like winning um so now they have to build a table um for some reason and greg is like this is not my first rodeo i've built a hundred picnic tables greg has built tables before but the crazy thing about this and i don't know if you remember i was screaming at the tv all of the kids are building the table which is simply just putting two legs to the wooden board they're building the table right side up instead of fucking flipping it upside down putting the legs on glue you know hammering them on and then flipping it i'm a little surprised greg didn't catch that and yell like yo flip these tables and just hammer because they just get mallets and these kind of pegs like the building's not too complicated yeah they have like three kids holding up the board and then like two tiny kids underneath getting crushed and mike is yelling and it's it's a big mess yeah and then the last challenge is just putting all the compost in the dirt (laughs) (laughs) they're really just getting rid of all like the set stuff like i'm like almost positive that's all i don't maybe not the tables because that doesn't really make sense to assemble tables, but... Well, as we'll find out, those tables oh, serve a purpose. Oh, that is why. They didn't eat that pasta, did they? Oh, my God. They, I think they did. Well, what else were they eating? They must uh, have eaten the pasta. It was for... Okay, well, so... Well, anyway, so they have to then bury garbage, and then it's all over. And then the whole thing is like, okay... Oh, actually, before they finish, Greg and Blaine do carry DK because he was hurt, which DK was hurt in the first episode it when was. they were full circle. Baby. He has tendon issues. Um, so and he, he does. Um, <laughs> See, so, he's got a stretch. Come on. He just got a stretch. Uh, so then they're like, OK, well, here's the prize is your parents are here. Which I was like, wait, if they didn't win, what were they going to do with like all these parents? Just like keep them behind like a sheet. They should have given them an option. It's like you can either see your parents or, or you get a them. GameCube. Or, <laughs> or they can fall into a pit. Um, So then all the parents are here. And then basically it's just parent-teacher conference for the rest of the show. Oh, yeah. We don't even really get to properly meet that many parents either, which is kind of a lost op. I know, especially since we we have met so many of them very briefly in the Gold Star calls. True. So, But, but it's very funny because the, par- the parents... Parents are all shown the living conditions, which are disgusting. They're, they're they look appalled. sleeping on the floor. Yeah, the parents. I mean, this is very like if you love a summer camp movie, this is definitely like Parents Day, where mm-hmm. they're all rushing in. The kids are hugging, crying. Uh, it's pretty cute. Um, the parents are definitely disgusted by what they're doing. They one kid mentions that they've killed chickens, and the parent looks like what? I didn't know you'd be doing that. So now it's time for a big old family lunch. Oh, the parents Wait, also but, drink some bananas. Yeah, yeah, but before that, there's lots of fun fun and games. We, Nathan is working with his mom. Of oh, course. right. Yeah, of course. Because Nathan, the first thing he has to show his mom is how to like washboard little girls underwear. Right. And then, yeah, and then they all go drinking. you want a banana bomb? Sure. <laughs> That's a little bit of uh, sugar, Jared. Ready? Here's how you do it. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. 
Yeah, then I think Jared's, I think I'm pretty sure it's Jared's dad. We don't really get too many specifics. But, oh, it's Jared's dad. But <laughs> that <laughs> I, is, mean, I, I, I can tell a big Jew when I see him. <laughs> the he's, fat Jew. He, he's, he's got serious Jeff Garland energy. He, totally. So he does the uh, the Bonanza Bomb, which we do find out is like simple syrup dropped into the root beer. And I mean, all this time I thought it was whiskey and Guinness. I'm just like, I'm really curious if the Bonanza Bomb was something the producers made up or if the one of the kids was like, oh, I've seen this on TV. I'm, I'm really curious the origin of the Bonanza Bomb. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, too, because... I didn't. I didn't know about that style of cocktail. Whether it's like so- sake, sake it's, bombs, or Irish it's a car, cocktail, <laughs> or drink, whatever. Yeah, I, I first learned that in freshman year of college. It's very like I just turned twenty one sort of yeah. vibe. It, like, it wasn't something being done at high school parties, at least for me. No, because at I high school to. parties you're trying to get whatever alcohol you can you're not really like ooh, i'm gonna drop this into a jaeger bomb or whatever <laughs> you want to know what my drink of choice was in like the three high school parties i went to all in the last month of senior year what it was literally filling up a red solo cup like three quarters of the way with just pure bacardi like no mixing <laughs> just like oh my god i was a big i'm I, so this might maybe surprise you. I didn't go to that many high school parties. I kind of would hang with my like stoner weird girlfriends like in our own home hangs like you know uh-huh. like the three or four of us but I only went to like maybe like two or three like oh this is like a like a movie party where I'm like shocked. I didn't I could get along with popular kids but I wasn't like a popular kid. You know what I mean? I was more of like an artistic fringe person. Right. Um. So the few times I would go to those I feel like the main drinks of choice were like Natty Ice and Ice House. Did you have those beers? They were like the shittiest beers on earth. That, that wasn't until college for me. Mm-hmm. We had Keystone those in high school. And then Skull Vodka. Oof. Mm-hmm. That was true rubbing alcohol. Did you ever drink a 99 Bananas or 99 no, the Fruit? No. I don't even know what that is. It's it's a really disgusting, very cheap brand of alcohol. It, I think it's like a... I think it's a vodka or maybe it's a liqueur, but it's like 99 banana. It tastes like banana runs. Whoa. It's fucking disgusting. I mean, my main hang was like me and my three stoner cool girlfriends smoking chillums and drinking like Mickey's grenades. Like that would be like the the main like Friday night, Saturday night hang. Oh, chillums as in like a small pipe? Yeah, like smoking chillums. For a second, or, I was like, what brand is that? Or even like um, the bathroom gravity bong kind oh, of moment. Yeah. <laughs> I basically like my my diet in freshman year of high school was just like our fr- freshman year of college was just dorm pizza and gravity bongs mm. like like blunt you put the blunt in the gravity bong yeah ooh baby my main my main diet of choice my mom would always find these receipts in my like high school because uh, my the the Seven Eleven well it was a Sitco then it's Seven Eleven now would sell me cigarettes because I just didn't care what you're you're just like the guy in that song now the pool hall that I loved is now a Seven Eleven I've never heard ah, this song life it goes so fast sing baby sing social distortion oh but so my main like receipt that my mom would find and, and shame me for even though she basically bought the same things would be a pack of camel lights uh, a sugar-free huge sugar-free red bull and slim jim that's like that was my like main diet that's i was very britney spears 2007 influence <laughs> must say i was gonna say like that's like a truck driver's diet and your dad's a truck driver it's true the uh trash apple doesn't fall far <laughs> from the trash tree because your mom smokes do you think you wanted to smoke or smoke less you know what's weird? She didn't really smoke when I smoked in high school. Mm. Um, it didn't really influence me one way or another. I, I, I was just a social smoker. Like, my cool girlfriend smoked, so I kind of smoked. I liked taking smoke breaks. Mm. But I was never, like, a pack a day. I was always, like, four cigarettes a day. And I kind of stayed that, yeah. and I kind of stayed that way until I fully quit smoking what three years ago or so. Also, smoking's not, not smoking's not cool. But I was never an addicted smoker. I could go days and like forget and then be like, oh yeah, cigs. You know what fucked me up as in my childhood was the portrayal of kids smoking cigarettes in school bathrooms. I love that because it makes no sense because it smells. Smoke, yeah, cigarette smell smoke is just insane. It it just it gloms onto your clothing and stays there for days. Glom on, you crazy diamond. Uh, well, I to- I've told you about my first SIG. Well, mm, this is my first yeah, SIG. But tell, tell okay, this is my first SIG. My first SIG ever was my new stepdad just like kind of moved in. I don't think they were engaged yet. So it's like my mom's boyfriend 
whatever. Now my stepdad have like longer than my parents were married. And his mom, who was a huge Virginia Slim smoker, so the, she mm-hmm. left those all around. She was her, his mom and then his brother, so my step uncle and his wife, so my step aunt, were all staying for like the weekend. From they came to Detroit to you know suburban Chicago, uh-huh. and they're saying and it's homecoming weekend. So I'm gonna it's freshman year of high school. I'm gonna have a homecoming date. I'm like getting ready. I already went to hair cuttery in the morning and got my updo. Hair cuttery? Yeah. Yeah. I went to hair cuttery. I got an updo. Google updo. Hair cuttery is just like the McDonald's. It's like a super cut for women or something. Well, and men. Um, But it's where you could go. Like I got like a bejeweled, like my hair was curled and it was all like, like I'm going to a dance. Right, right. So I'm like in my sweatpants and then they all went out to like lunch or something. And I was home and I was like, okay, they're gone. So I'm going to grab a cig and smoke my first cigarette in my bedroom because I had no idea that cigarette smells would take over a home. And oh, I think the uncle and aunt were arriving that day because that would make sense that the cigs were out. So I smoke a cig. I'm getting ready. I'm like probably listening to Aqua, just hanging out. And... Then my mom gets home and I just hear her like, Stephanie, and like she just <laughs> yells up and I'm like, what? She's like, you smoked a cigarette. And I was like, I didn't. And she's like, it fucking reeks of cigarettes in here. I was like, it's probably Chris's mom. <laughs> like she stinks like cigs. And she's like, no, it smells like you just smoked a cigarette. And because I was smoking a cigarette like in front of the mirror, like watching myself. I was like, not wow. even out the window. No, I was just like <laughs> sitting bare ass in my room. Like, yeah, I look cool. That's so funny. And then. And then my mom was like, you did. And so I ran out the door. I like, I ran away. I ran down to the park to hide. I did have a flip phone at the time. And she's texting me and she's like, you need to get your ass back here. I'm not letting you go to a homecoming dance. And I was like, fuck. And I came back. She's like, Chris's sister-in-law cannot stay in this house anymore because she is on day three of her hypnosis to quit smoking. And now you smoked a cigarette in this house and it fucking reeks of cigarettes. So now she can't even quit smoking because you she's on day three of hypnosis. And I was like, I didn't know this shit. Cigs are just sitting out here. And I'm like, you smoke, ma. I was very like that, you know, that drug commercial. Like, I learned it from you. And she's like, and I'm like, my date's going to be here in two hours. And she's like, you're not going. I was like, I can't cancel. Then he can't go. And my mom was like, you can go tonight. And your life is over starting tomorrow, which was like a what? grand total of like two days. Yeah, and I was like, senior year, right? <laughs> no, it was a fresh, it oh, was freshman, freshman. homecoming. Oh. I was a fresh baby. So that was my SIG story. First SIG was a Virginia Slim, like alone in my bedroom. Oh my God. I have a Virginia Slim story too, very quickly. Tell me. Um, so this must have been like 1994, I want to say. And Vir- Virginia Slims' advertising campaign at the time was Virginia Slims. It's a woman thing, and so my mom, <laughs> so my mom would see the print ads for that. And one time she mentioned, she just said it off, just a joke to me, like Virginia Slims. It's a cancer thing, and I thought it was so funny. Wow! And then we were at the, the check- zodiac sign, or like the kill you disease. Wait, what? It's a cancer. Oh, thing. it's a cancer. Sorry, thing. Oh. I'm an astrology person, so I'm just gonna make that. I'm gonna yes. take the joke. Listen to what's your sign. So we were at we were at the Vons <laughs> checkout line. And there was an advertisement for Virginia for for cigarettes, and my mom was you know paying for our groceries, and I just started saying out loud, "Vagina Slims, it's a cancer thing." Vagina Slims, what? it's a cancer thing. Just being a dumb like four year old mixing the words Virginia and vagina. Wow! And here I am just yelling, "Vagina Slims, it's a cancer <laughs> thing." <laughs> and she was like, "I'll take a pack." <laughs> um, very cute. Uh, honestly. The reason where, like, the cigarette s- stories are way more interesting than the remainder of the episode, to be quite honest. Yeah, so anyways, yeah, the, the parents yeah, the, are here. Yeah, kind of a lackluster episode, but we are rounding home. We're rounding home. I think we just also don't want it to end because it's I just know. so fun. Um, so the k- parents, now it's time for, like, the mega gold star ceremony. Um, I love Markel has, Markel's a top kid. Markel has his signature beret newsboy cap, and it's signed by all the kids. Yeah. It's so last day of school. It's like his cast, but yes. it's his hat. <laughs> it's his yearbook. <laughs> it's his yearbook. So now it's time for the mega stars, and the council needs to pick, like, who's, like, their top three kids. So with no surprise... Drum roll, please. First kid winner is Sophia. Sophia. The winner of the very first gold star. It's true. I mean, Sophia's been great. It wouldn't have been Kin Nation without Sophia. No, she's easily the most mature girl. Totally. And just more, maybe, maybe most kid, mature kid. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, well, she none of the boys a, are she mature. She has a 30-year-old trapped in a 13-year-old's body, true. as she said before. And then, uh, and she was, uh, 
you know, she was pretty surprised. Like, so she walked away with, you know, 70K. Next yeah. gold star winner is, drumroll please, Morgan. Morgan. Another green star. I mean, Sophia and Morgan are kind of two peas in a pod in a lot of ways. They're yeah. very just like, hey, we're green girls. We show up. We cook. And... We're, we're, they're just mature. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're both a classic example of how women are smarter than men. Like, <laughs> e- even at, like, 12, Morgan is, like, in- an incredibly great kid. She wasn't on the show that much, I think, precisely because she is I think she's very just little like drama. A, I think she's just a sweet, kind of Christian-leaning, like, nice girl. Yeah. And, and we see her two parents, and her parents are fucking stoked. Her parents and, are really cute. And, and honestly, I don't think it's because she's just added 50,000 to the 20,000 she's already won. I think it's just, they're just so proud they raised yeah. a great kid. I mean, my mom would be pissed if I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but but Morgan's dad even stands up and like talks to Greg and he's like, he's like, I want to thank you, you young gentlemen for giving uh, our daughter this prize. And Greg is like, thank you, sir. We, we appreciate your thinking of us and we thank you back. And he's like, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 14. He's like, I, I wouldn't be, I, I couldn't believe that. And it's like, dude, you should have seen Greg like five days ago when he was like threatening to like kill kids. And, I know, it's so true. But you know, Greg. calling women. Greg's also a top kid. We wouldn't have, Kid Nation wouldn't have been in the same oh, without no. Greg. Oh, I know. Gre- I mean, Greg is like your classic, like when you watch a movie about like a bad kid who's like, he With just, he just needs gold. a little love. Yeah. Like uh, what's his face from Boy Meets World? Like Sean Hunter? Yeah, yeah, totally. He's on the wrong side of the track. Exactly. He just, you know, it's. And then in a, a random feminist move, our third female gold star winner is Miguel. Yes, these 14-year-old boys, they looked at Migle and they were just like, you know what? You're such a hard worker. You've grown so much in these last 40 days. We just want to give it to you, Migle. I Pablo is sexist and thinks that they only gave it to her because she looked good in a, in a spaghetti strip <laughs> tank top. I think it is because... After they had their Paris and Nicole speech with Migle, I think she did step up. And I think she was maybe just like a solid, friendly, not annoying person to be around. And that goes far in the Kid Nation. I think the 14-year-old boy counts for horny for her. I think that's that's pretty much it. Because she, she doesn't really show up in the show at all. So it's like, why her? But we don't know. She might have been doing a lot of stuff off camera. And I think the last few episodes, there's been a lot of nominations for her. So I think they're just doing a consensus of who's been nominated a bunch, but maybe didn't win. I think she was second and third in a lot of, like, who do you want to win? I thought Miguel was Olivia for half of the show. So I'm like... Well believe all women i don't know i like me i like me and i'm fine with it um yeah, no it's great I, did she spend that money. top three kid i don't know but i liked me uh top 15 kid probably not probably not top but 20, also maybe. to be fair we didn't meet every kid and that's the real disgrace of kid nation but anyways it's time to say goodbye um we have a great moment of mallory saying you know kid nation rules and <laughs> which it does kid nation does rule and that was it goodbye and then in the credits they're singing some original song i think i think so because they they probably wouldn't have paid no totally yeah we get to see um one of my favorite kids um eric i think the, the jew crew kid with the voice like this i think he's eric oh wait no i, ha- I have his up he's he's his name is he, he, yes it's eric okay. eric 14 from the green team Eric 14 from the green team. Um, so yeah, that's it. Kid Nation is over, but the Kid Nation Nation remains. Um, where I mean, so where where to begin? Kid Nation rule the nation. Uh, I love the show. I yes. think it's a top reality show. I love shows that only exist for one season because there's no pressure. Like just watch that one mm-hmm. season and enjoy and ponder what could have been. I think it was a real missed op to not meet every kid at least for a second. Yeah, I mean, I understand that even so. Okay, so obviously you're, you work in casting, you know a lot about this yeah. stuff. So, like, let's say they picked forty kids who were amazing in their audition. These are still ten-year-old kids. So you place them in the middle of Bonanza City without any parents. Even some of the bright, eccentric, outgoing kids are going to shrink, and that's probably what happened. Is that many of them were not well, camera, and also for story producers, it's just easier to focus on the top, the kids that the foam that rides rises yeah, to sure. the top so it's if they don't have to pull over you know gianna for a side interview they're not going to yeah but by by episode five and six of taylor's like third episode in a row about being bratty it was like can we meet like some other kid even if they're not super drama filled even if like say it was like the chicken dinner right you could have had some of those random kids and go like what do you think about killing chickens or just get some like random b-roll of them like answering basic town questions just to kind of get a sense of 
who they are. Totally. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at this like this th- list th- this, of kids, th- this very low quality image on the list of Kid <laughs> Nation participants. Wikipedia. I mean, there's a, there's a kid Campbell who I've, we meet Campbell a few times. He's the one who does the sugar dance when they're doing the gum. Uh, I, they're doing the gum. Thing. I don't remember. There's Maggie, who I think is the lone Latina Latina person. Yeah, she, she's the one who's kind of bratty. I, I don't really know Madison nor Maggie. Oh no, N- Natasha is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, Natasha's from the the Paris Hilton. Uh, you know Nicole Richie combo Nicole. with with Migle. There, there's a kid on the yellow team. I can't. This well, re- Sophie, this, this resolution is so low. It looks like his name is like Breville. Bevel? He's he's next to Brett. Brett. Yeah, there's a Brett. I don't know who Brett is. There's also a Sophie who she um she does have that moment when I think it's during like the talent show or something. She yells like some. There's moments where these kids are like kind of on screen, and there was that one girl in the talent show who sang that haters on my enemies, (laughs) and I'm like, who was that? So there are a lot of kids that we didn't really see, and also even like. Kennedy kind of came and went. Savannah, I love Savannah, but we didn't really see too much of her either. There, there were a couple of one kid wonders. There was a I few mean, one kid wonders. I mean, it was Nathan Kennedy. It's true. Um, but overall, I mean, we did meet a lot of kids, but not all. And I, I would have been interested to meet a few more. Um, I guess, I, should we... Well, well, I have a question. What? I, I was wondering... So my question is, do you think the producers who came up with this concept were successful and by that i don't i don't just mean like did they make an entertaining show because of course that was right but do you think they were successful in their premise which was basically hey what happens if we put 40 kids are they going to create an amazing society that kind of mirrors our real one that we've decided where we come up with or i think they could have done a little more yes were they successful yeah they made the show and i know you just said like it's not about making the show but they made the show the overall concept of kids coming together making a society was there i think it fell a little too much on the same activities like dishes and cleaning yeah. like what if you know of course i think there should have been more fun challenge prizes i'm a little sad that the essentials were like something to pick between i think it would have been really outstanding to have say say maybe a uh, week you know day 13 and the blue team has been the top upper class and maybe now beds are for sale but they're really expensive yeah and then you could have had a little more class warfare because only the blue can afford beds and the other teams can't so i think there could have been more opportunity in terms of class divide to like amplify that through through the merchant zone Yeah, yeah because the first few episodes the class warfare is definitely very present but after a while it's like oh wait this doesn't mirror american society because it's like Oh yeah, all you gotta do is work really hard and win a challenge, and you go from laborers to upper class just like that, right? And then back down and back again. Whereas it's like, no, you're like, bo- I, I know people love to compare America to like England, where it's like in England you're born in the class and that's what you are. Whereas in America, it's a land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You can you you too can become a millionaire. And here it's just like they they try to push that a little bit too much. Yeah. Yeah, I think there could have been more stakes in terms of what class you ended up in. Um, how, how, how do you think? How do you think the they did when in terms of like government? Um, I, I mean, here here's my thought. I I think they tried to to mirror like the bright the bright ideals of like American democracy, but what they actually ended up doing was providing this like future vision of like our modern authoritarianism, especially in the light, the later episodes I think where th- the boys take over. I think it could have been interesting because in a lot of cases, say like money and politics, it would have been interesting to maybe allow the council to give themselves the gold stars and watch that mm-hmm. kind of chaos ensue. Yeah. Because as we know, uh, politicians do give themselves the rewards a lot of times or they have money in, you know, from lobbyists or in stocks or things. So I think that could have been an interesting divide to be like, wait, if you're on the council just deciding, you shouldn't be allowed to give yourself a gold star. Oh, yeah. It had this very utopian vision of politics. Right. And, and, so and I think that duties. could have been an, another fun opportunity to like kind of fuck with the them getting along or to make them fight or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Also, I would have liked if they had added the sheriff earlier. Same. The sheriff early. More positions would have been fun earlier. Again, I don't think the essentials should have been prizes. I think it was just a boring chance for the prize because we could have seen more block parties. Mm -hmm. We could have seen more things. I think they could have had more hard decision making because when you have like toothbrushes or balloons, it's like, well, you know, toothbrushes. Honestly, if they lost the challenge, 
it, it shouldn't just been like no reward. They should have got punished. They should have uh, taken away their toothbrushes or their like arcade. They should have made them sleep outside ooh, in the middle of a tornado or deduct like money from the upper class. Something like something that kill, kill their parents. Okay, um, we're going a little far here, um, but yeah, overall, I think it was great. I'm sure come a second season, there's maybe some things they would have tightened up. Oh yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. Kid Nation did not get a second season. I, I don't know if ratings played a part, but it was very controversial at the time. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, there were charges. I don't think like things anything was actually filed. When I say charges, I mean like accusations of child abuse. Okay, well, well the most so, fam- the, mo- the most famous incident was apparently DK drank a bottle of bleach. Yeah, that's pretty. He thought it was like sparkling waters or, or it was labeled in a weird way so nielsen rating wise it did pretty well i mean i'm just basing this off of nothing but i mean it <laughs> i mean the premiere episode had nine million viewers yeah that and, seems quite a lot and then and this is back in 2007 when like anything like nine million viewers was i mean nowadays nine million viewers is like that's a the, shit ton. The most amazing show of all time. Right. Like, I, I mean, I worked on a big network show when I first got into casting and we would check the Nielsen ratings and they were pissed if we were under 5 million viewers. Oh, and I, I was know. like, and it was a CBS show. I won't say what. I wish you can find the, out if you Google me. I want to live in the heyday of like the 90s where like if you got 27 million viewers for Friends, but Seinfeld got 29 million viewers, you're like, fuck. I we know. Fucked up. We got to get, we got to do better. So it had 9 million viewers on premiere. And overall, I'd say the average amount of viewers it had was like seven and a half million viewers per episode. Which is pretty high. I mean, some episode, the lowest episode, um, being the root of all evil, came in at six point. Actually, let me talk. Came in at six point eight eight million viewers, um, highest being the premiere. But on average, it's it hovers in the seven point five section. Would probably be the average. So that's a that's okay. a lot. A lot of people watch this show, yeah. whether they remember it or or not, or maybe they blocked it out. Uh, from their minds. Um, I don't know if you could ever do a show like this again. Ooh, I'm now seeing that there was a. Uh, a show on uh, Channel 4 BBC called Boys and mm-hmm. Girls Alone, four-part yes. series. That's pretty short, short and sweet. But, I mean, I like filming with kids. It is hard to tell if, you know, you're you're growing up and you're these are, you know, foundational times in your life. Hmm. This could traumatize you. But also, the, you could say the same thing for, like, child actors and having to work as a youth. I don't know. There's, like... It's Mick. It's it's muddy, right? Yes. Well, I'm I'm just reading this thing on the Wikipedia page. It says the producers declared the set a summer camp rather than a place of employment, which is a loophole that has since been closed. Uh, so that's okay. So so here's the thing about work working. The, the old like adage in Hollywood is like never work with children or animals. The reason why you don't work with animals is obvious. The reason why you don't work with children is because they have very very strict uh, labor laws on Hollywood sets. You can, o- as a child, you can only work, I think, like six or seven hours or something. I think less than or that. Even like, yeah. And you also have to have an onset tutor. Mm-hmm. You have to do a certain amount of school yeah. and like all that kind of stuff. Which is like, which, you know, it's crazy to cut into an average production of like, you know, 12 hour days. So that's hilarious that they made this. They said this was a summer camp. These kids technically went to summer camp. That's why they were able to film them 24 seven. Oh, and I wonder if they had tutors or school. Probably not. Probably not. Because I'm assuming too. 40 days, even if it was, and it wasn't summer, like clearly. Uh, Who knows? We we don't know because there's so much crazy weather. Well, I think they were going off. I think the journal was the real date of filming, which was April, May. Oh, really? Which would make sense for kind of, you know, uh, weird weather with in terms of like you might get sleet and snow or you might get the sun or whatever um yeah i mean i don't fucking understand how it got made i'm glad it did i'm glad it exists and uh i don't think we'll ever get anything like this again (laughs) legally but uh i really appreciate the early aughts pioneers of pioneers yes (laughs) of reality television it's really anything goes you could be as mean and weird i mean we had this was like the era of like the swan and joe schmo show and all this just mental television i mean i mean oh yeah the joe schmo show If, if anybody out there has never heard of it this was a show on spike tv or I think in 2003 and it was at the height of like, you know, the bachelor, all these type of shows. And basically the premise of it was they invited 12 people into a mansion, a North Hollywood Hills mansion. And, you know, last person surviving wins the cash prize, but only one person was real. The rest, the other 11 people were actors playing crazy reality TV show stereotypes. Yeah. And And the only real person was, 
the the Joe the Schmo, who was Joe Schmo. who they found at a JCC like basketball court in like Pittsburgh. Who was like a ni- very nice, yeah, dorky, doofy dude. And and we we give our highest recommendations to Joe Schmo season one because at first it seems like kind of like a mean premise, which it is. But the person they picked is so nice and so sweet. You are actually rooting for him and the the people involved. I think Kristen Wiig was a Kristen Wiig was one of the characters. They all start to feel bad. And, yeah, and the producers start to feel bad. But and it it oddly becomes this very sweet, touching show by the end of it. It's really funny, and it's the premise that starts mean you. I like that the show adapts because you can't mm-hmm. keep being like an asshole to this very sweet, yes. kind of like pervy guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, you know, you can just think the you know the writer's strike and you know not paying writers their worth to, for the reality TV boom, which is why we have a reality TV president. Oh yeah, the show came out. Did this show come out after the writer's strike, the 07? It might have come out, might have been in production as it was going. But also, that I mean, that's just what is the spike of reality yeah, TV. Yeah, totally. This is why, why we have it here. And it's, you know, because it's cheap to make. And um, and it's fascinating. It is fascinating to watch real people. Like, I know reality TV can get the rap of its vapid and not art. But there are there is something fun about seeing it, every reality TV is a social experiment to a degree. Yeah. I mean, we are huge 90 day fiance fans. <laughs> perfect. This household. Tele- perfect television in this household. We stand, uh, Ooh, how about 90 day fiance child version where it's children. Ch- child bride version. Child, okay. I'm, I'm going to abandon this. Let's do it on our top kids. <laughs> our top kids. So are we, should we're, we, we're just giving one $50,000 gold star each. Is I think we should pick top three kids, like the top three gold stars. If you had to give your gold stars, it doesn't have to be because they were the best worker or right, whatever. Right. Just your fave kids. Uh, I mean... And I think we'll agree on a few. Are, just are, are we going on entertainment value or... Just fi- no rules. No just rules. Who you would who you would want to who whose shiny little face would you want to present this gold these gold stars to? I mean, look, if we're talking about who actually meant something to the town, it would clearly go to like Sophia. I'm. She's, this is. You want me to start? Do you want me to start? No, no. I'll, I'll start. Okay. Uh, I mean, like Sophia would be the ultimate. Like, clearly the best kid. I think, in my opinion. But as far as like entertainment value, it's Alex. It's Jared. Three. It's Greg. Three. Honorable mention is Greg. Your honorable mention. No, those are my three. I'm saying Sophia. If we're going based on like. But you just named four. I'm not naming Sophia. I'm, oh. I'm going purely entertainment. Okay. okay, that's what I'm asking. So, Alex, Jared, Greg? Yeah. Okay, so you are a meninist. That's just all I wanted to check in. Yes, on. I'm a meninist, yes. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm a boy. It dis- you're a boy. He's a boy lover, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think my three gold stars, I think from a pure, like, I would want this kid to have it gold star, because I'm going to have levels here, would be Sophia. I also just like Sophia she reminds me of me as a kid just like thinking they're really smart and they prob- probably reads Jack Kerouac and is like just like a little probably like drinks coffee like already. Yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, I just yeah. like I love Sophia's vibe um, and I think she's a great green team representative next are Alex wouldn't be Kid Nation without Alex Mm-mm. we are in hard agreeance here I really really truly just love Alex he's so funny and he's I, just so cute every time he's on screen I just want to like squeeze him like I understand when like mothers are like I just want to squeeze his little cheeks I know and then third is Emily she's ridiculous Emily okay I know I was just talking pick. shit but Emily is a re- perfect reality TV her her interviews when they ask her things are very sassy and snotty <laughs> and so I just want to give her the gold star for like being a great participant and just like I love I love Emily's energy. I loved her chicken, you know, chicken saving in the beginning and then she's just high key drama. I love her. Also I think we should I think we'll give an honorable gold star each oh, together yeah. to Markel. Oh Markel, yeah, I really love Markel. Fun, good vibes, posy energy. Yeah. I, I I mean I might switch out Jared for Markel. I okay, can I give like three honorable mentions? <laughs> yeah, just go ahead. I mean we can just have a kid round table. Uh some Blaine I think Blaine was like a really fun surprise kid and I love his raspy voice and just his cool boy energy uh, you're also going to disagree with me but Kelsey had some of the best quotes of the show with her George W. Bush oh, is stupid yeah, no, like come on no no, no I agree she great. had some hilarious lines Kel- not a the yellow girl team was annoying and I don't 
she's not in my honorable mention, but and I think they over exploited Taylor, but Taylor was quintessential to Kid Nation as well. Yeah, I mean the first the, Kid Nation does not exist without Taylor, as annoying as she got. Yeah, and then shout out to Cody who left to go find his girlfriend, which I thought like yeah, gun Diane in his prime. Cody, I hope you got that dick. Oh, leg, and bro. Mallory, I really love Mallory. I also love Mallory and Olivia's sisters. Like they're just a good. They're also high. Key, <laughs> Olivia's high key drama as well. <laughs> Olivia's you're right. You know what? I want to give a special shout out to a kid. We didn't get to see much of him because his little dumbass left on day four, J- episode one. Jimmy. Jimmy. I love Jimmy. He's I, like, I'm, I'm too young to be here. <laughs> he's just sniffling and he's like a little Muppet baby. He's like, I'm too young to be here. That, that's exactly what Jimmy said. Okay, I was going to say a fucked up joke. Okay, but, <laughs> we can skip it. Uh, rest in peace to Greg's cousin in Iraq, basically. Oh my God. Okay, well, that was, did you, is that the joke? Is that what you had to It was going to be somewhat similar. That's what you had I'm to get I'm too young up. to be here. Um, and of course, Jared. I mean, full of laughs, full of love. I mean, Jared is an insane person. And, you know, Laurel. I thought Laurel, Laurel's a solid kid. I enjoyed, I enjoyed her on the council. She's just like who you think of when you think of like a kid on Kid Nation. Like just very, I like. Yeah. And I, I love the accent. Also, you mentioned Greg. Greg is, it wouldn't be a show without Greg as well. So mm-hmm. shout out to Greg. Honestly, a lot of great kids out here. So many great kids. I mean, shout out to CBS. Shout out to whoever cast. Did we find out what production, what production company, casting company? Yeah, well, did? they'll do it later. Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll get into the minutia of that. I know. These well, are the kind of well, topics we talk about when the mics are off. When we're laying in bed in our, in our filth and we're like, who did do the Ooh, casting? Ooh, she was the casting associate and now she's a casting producer. <laughs> Damn. Um, but that's it. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we, you know, <sighs> ride off into the sunset? I don't. I think we covered I think it. We covered it. I mean, all. I mean, we're the first to cover it. Let's just put that out there. Yeah. I know there's been some retrospects in this, but we this is the first solid recap that is out there online. Yes, and we're proud of that. Very much so. There's been some retrospects. There's been some podcasts that uh, quit after two episodes. Yeah, <laughs> losers. And, <laughs> and I just want to give a gold star to Pablo Goldstein uh, for podcasting with me and also being hot and being my lover and. Um, and he's really clean. I appreciate that for uh, as a podcast partner and life partner. Uh, I'm glad we could. I'm glad you got swept away in the kid nation nation and the magic of the children of with course, me. Of course, my love. I want to give a gold star to Stevie Stephanie Anderson. You oh may have heard God. her real name be mentioned. Disgusting. Earlier in the episode for being my sexy love. Oh my, my God. My, my brainy love. My uh, brainy love. Big boobed love. I have huge tits. I'm actually naked right now while I record. Little known secret about the pod. We're in a robe. I'm naked. I'm uh, fully dressed. Yep. So that's it. And uh, thanks for watching along with us who knows maybe in 10 years we'll recap it again i don't know this just this needed to i'm glad this just needed to exist in my opinion because i think there's so many fucking recap shows about so many worse television shows and it's insane that no one is taking the time to really put their head heart and soul into the kid nation bonanza city you know what they should do they should do a big brother that's just the kid nation kids that'd be hot but they're all like in their well, I guess they're only like in their mid twenties. I was, I was gonna say forties, but it's like no, these were kids, you idiot. Yeah, adult nation. Adult uh, nation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was kid nation nation. Wait, wait I think oh, wait, I, I think okay, I know so the perfect way to. We don't uh, know how to end. I know. It's I know so the perfect sad. way to end us out. What? One, two. We are. Yeah. We are the kid nation nation. We are. We are the kid nation nation. Uh, yeah, our anthem forever and ever. All right. Well. Howdy. Howdy. Kid Nation. Kid Nation. Kid Nation. Kid Nation. Kid Nation. Kid Nation. Kid Nation rule.